Wizards fans, welcome to DC Sports Declassified. I am your host, L.E. You can find us on Twitter at DC Declassified. Come hit us up. As always, keep the conversation going. Let's interact. Let's talk Wizards, man. Let's do it. Also, we are everywhere you can consume your podcast. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, anywhere. Like us, follow us, whatever you got to do to get these podcasts as soon as they drop. Make sure you're doing it. All right? We rock with y'all. Come rock with us. We're going to keep this thing going. All right? Let's go. Wizards Nation, what up? We back. We're back. I told you we'll be back. We're here. I'm not going to leave you out there in the world by yourself. No way. No way. Welcome to the DC Sports Declassified Widgets Podcast. Of course, I'm L.E. Good to see everybody. Good to everybody here. I'm glad you're all healthy, thriving. I'd be remiss if I didn't give a shout out to some of my podcast friends. Shout out the Redskins Addicts Podcast. If you like the Washington Redskins, excuse me, the Washington football team, check them out. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere. You get podcasts, they are there. Be sure to go check them out. And they're also on Twitter and Facebook. Shout out to my dogs. Shout out to the 56 podcast. That's a fun little podcast about sports, the NFL, and nothing in general. Check them out, 56 podcast on Twitter. And lastly, shout out to DC Sports Declassified, which is me. You can find me on Twitter, DC Declassified. Come out at me. Let's go. Tell a friend to tell a friend. You know what I'm saying? All right. Now that we got that out the way, there's nothing better about a new season than the fact that everybody's in contention. We're all in first place right now. Title hopes are real right now. Who says you can't do it this year? Why not us, right? So, you know, with that, I want to go ahead and break down the predictions for points per game for our starting five. Where I think we're going to end up in the East. And I'll even give you who our first round playoff matchup is going to be. Oh, yeah, we're making the playoffs. Y'all ready? Here we go. All right, so with great moves come great expectations. And I do consider that Russell Westbrook move to be a great move. I know you guys started to see those Facebook clips of him jiving with the team, and you're like, yeah. Yeah, me too, trust me. And shout out to Wall, too, because it was good to see him thrive with Houston, man. Nobody's got ill feelings towards that, too. You know? So check it out. Last year... The Wizards were 25 and 47. I know, that's terrible. That was good enough for 10th in the Eastern Conference. There's a, a couple interesting stats about this, though. They averaged 114 points per game and finished 10th in the Eastern Conference. Do you know the last year the Wizards were dead last? 
and starter scoring average per game at about 66 and a half between five people. Right. Right. I think the league average was somewhere near 78, 80 or something like that. But the bright side last year was that the Wizards bench was second in scoring with around 48 points per game from the bench. What does that tell you? Starters weren't good enough. And we know it was Beal and some other dudes, basically, right? And that there wasn't enough separation between the talent of the starters and the talent of the bench. It was basically just a hodgepodge, right? Like everybody's close in terms of talent level, except for Beal. And that's not really what you want, right? You want to have a strong, strong five, and then you rotate two or three guys in off the bench. But we had to do much more than that, just because the talent differential wasn't there. So our point differential last year was minus 4.7 on average. So that tells you a lot, too. Like, you know, we, we were losing games by more than one possession, right? But it's a new year, a new chapter. We're going to turn the page. Last year goes in a time capsule. Let's talk about 2020-2021 season. I'm going to start with my point predictions. And then we'll get into the actual wins, losses, etc. As always, we're going to start with PG1. That's Russell Westbrook. I don't think there's any real argument that he's not going to be the starter. As a matter of fact, I know there's no argument he's going to be the starter. So check me out. I got Russell Westbrook averaging 28 points per game this year. I think that's really doable. And I'm not going to get into the assist figures, but I think he'll average close to seven or eight. I'm not going to go too much further than that. But I think he's going to give you 28 points a game. Now, with Beal, Bill gave you about 30 ish points a game last year i got him coming back a little bit not much but a little bit i got him in at 28.6 points per game that's still very strong right but anytime you add a scorer the caliber of westbrook there's gonna be a little bit of regression in terms of shots available and points scored that's reasonable that's less than one shot again. That's a free throw and a half. Two free throws, maybe. Not even, right? 28.6. So what that says is you're going to get 56.6 points from your backcourt on average. That's good. That's good. Now we go to the small forward position. And I still have Denny starting. So I got Denny Abdia giving you 13 points a game. I looked at what Rui did last year as a rookie, albeit, you know, this, the season was a little weird because of the whole COVID thing. We know that. But I kind of used his pace to kind of set the tone for what I think Denny's going to do. I think Denny might be capable of scoring more. But again, we got a scoring point guard. And we have Beal. 
we gave you 13 and a half last year with basically Bill and nobody else on the court. I think Avdia giving you 13 is a win. I do. Because that allows him to progress into maybe 16, his second year. And from there, wherever his talent takes him, you know, it's either going to go closer to 20 or stay where he's at. But with rookies, you got to allow time for growth. Especially international players that play in professional organizations overseas, but maybe not to the same level, if you will, of top-end college programs. Now, if some of y'all believe that the Israel program that he played in was equivalent to or better than the upper echelon college teams that we have around here, you tell me. Let me know. Hit me up, Twitter, DC class, declassified, excuse me. But I got him about 13 points a game. I do have Rui taking a little bit of a step forward at the power forward position. He gave you 13 and a half last year. I have him at about 15 points a game. It's not bad. It's not bad. Would you like to see more? Maybe. But again, I'm not ready to declare Rui an aggressive scorer yet. He's a patient scorer. As I said last time, he lets the game come to him. Right? And so when he's playing on the court with a bunch of other dominant scorers, that's what happens. The game's going to come to him a little more slowly in terms of offensive production. Now, I think he might light it up in other areas. Rebounds, right? Just defensive help. I think he's, he might excel there. And then that leaves Thomas Bryant at the five. Last year, Thomas Bryant gave you 13 points a game. But as I said with Westbrook, somebody's going to have to come back a little bit because he's going to score some of those points. So I have Thomas Bryant at about 10 points a game. I don't know if that gives you heartburn. For me, it doesn't. Because I need Thomas Bryant to be more of an all-around player. He's got the length. He's got the athleticism. If, if he drops back and scoring by three points a game, that's okay with me. As long as he elevates the other parts of his game. But there's another factor with Thomas Bryant. And that's the Lopez brother that we signed. What's his role going to be in relation to Thomas Bryant's role? Is there potential for the Lopez brother to actually start over Thomas Bryant at some point this season? I don't know. I don't know. We saw Thomas Bryant not start some last year. And judging by the record, it didn't really make a difference, good or bad. I want it to matter more a little, you know, this year. And I think it will. I, I, I think it will. So all you math geniuses out there are saying, well, holy crap, that's 94.6 points a game just from the starters. 
that's not going to happen. But as you know, with averages, it's an average. It doesn't mean that every game you're going to get that, right? So no, we're not going to average 100 and what I say. Well, I haven't gotten to the bench yet, but we're not going to average 94 points a game from our starters. Last year, the team that led the league was Houston with Russell Westbrook and uh, James Harden, ironically. And I think they were giving you 89 or something like that. I could be wrong. It's somewhere in that area. But, you know, not all players play every game. So think about that, too. So you're not always going to get the 28 from Westbrook or the 28.6 from Beal, the 15 from Rui, right? Players miss games. So don't get lost in the, in the total average of the points per game of the players that equals out to 94 from the starters. It won't be that way. Now the bench. I didn't go individually with the bench. Remember I said last year that 48 points per game came from the bench. That's a lot. That's a lot. This year, I think they're going to give you, they're going to come back a little bit. I think they're going to be in the middle of the pack slash lower third. Because I think the rotation is going to shrink a little bit this year. You got players now that play a ton of minutes. Westbrook has traditionally played a ton of minutes. I think Bill is going to play a lot of minutes, though. I am certainly in favor of giving Bill his rest to help him stay healthy. I think he needs it. But 33.8 points per game from the bench. Of course. Again, my math friends are saying, wait a second. Wait a second. That's 128.4 points a game. You'd be right. And we're not going to score that. That'd be outscoring the Houston Rockets last year. We're not doing that. Remember what I told you, though. Not every player plays every game. You're not going to get those points every night. Those come from some nights you're going to put up 140 points. Other nights you'll put up 93. It's just an average. What I think we're actually going to average in terms of point total is 116.8. Remember last year, we averaged 114. I think we're going to get close to three points better this year. But I think we're going to improve defensively. I think last year, the defense was giving up about like 120 points a game or something like that. If you guys remember, it was rough. It was rough. I think we bring that back. I think... This year, the defense is going to improve to only give up about 116.2. It's not a, it's, it's a big leap, but it's, it's not an elite defensive leap. That's okay, though. Today's NBA is a lot different than what it used to be. What that does is it gives us a positive point differential. We're going to be plus 0.6. And I think that that's going to change how we finish in the East. Remember, we were a negative last year. Negative 4.7. So, 
let's jump into how I think we're going to finish in the Eastern Conference this year. So my prediction for record is, considering that we're going to, I think it's 72 games. I believe we're going to finish 43 and 29. Yeah. I think we can make that kind of impact. I really do. 43 and 29. And in terms of standing in the Eastern Conference, this is how I have it shaken out. I think the Nets are the best team in the Eastern Conference based on the talent on that roster. They're going to have a healthy KD. They're going to have Kyrie. Who knows what else they're going to get. And the Nets weren't an awful team last year without those guys. So I have the Nets as the one seed. Milwaukee has the best player on the planet. Giannis Atenakempo. Did I say that right? The Greek freak. I think they're going to finish second. I have the Raptors in third. The Raptors just never seem to be bad. I think that continues. I know they lost Serge Ibaka. That matters. That matters. But they're one of those teams where their system just seems to allow them to just keep plugging and playing. So I got the Raptors third. Then I have the Heat four. I know some of you guys are expecting me to put the, the Wizards here. And I get that. But I'm not. Because the Heat made it to the finals last year. And yes, I am a firm believer that you can basically flush anything that happened in the bubble down the toilet. There were psychological impacts of playing in that bubble. Players miss their families. Players miss their homes. I mean, you know, that stuff is real. But they still made it to the finals. They still have some of my favorite players in the league that aren't Wizards. And they play well as a team. So I got them at the four seed. At the fifth seed, your Washington Wizards. Oh, yeah. I have us finishing as the fifth seed at 40, let's say 43 and 29. That's doable. That's a good spot to be in. You're just outside of home court. But you know what? We'll take this show on the road. It's cool. We'll do it. We want all that smoke. We're not scared, right? So 43 and 29. That's a top five team in the East. That's good. So now you put yourself in a position to be able to batter your way deeper into the playoffs, which we all want to see. We want to see the Wizards go deep into the playoffs. We think they can do it. Are they a title contender? Right now they are. We're undefeated. Let's see how it shakes out. 
So at a five seed, I think that's a very respectable position to end up in. I would love to see the Wizards be higher than that. But tell me who out of that top four you take out to put the Wizards up there. Like, legitimately, tell me. At DC Declassify. Hit me up on Twitter. Tell me who out of the Nets, Bucks, Raptors, and Heat you take out of there. And, yeah, you're probably noticing that the team that's missing are the Boston Celtics. And that's not an accident. Kimba's hurt. Kimba's hurt. They're gonna, they're gonna, he's gonna be down for a while. They lost uh, the buddy that went to the uh, Charlotte Hornets. Gordon Hayward. They lost that guy. He's he, look. He was hurt. I know he didn't impact him as much as you want, but he's a baller when he's healthy. He would have made a difference there. Now I didn't finish out the other top eight, but I probably have Charlotte probably as AC. You know Chicago's interesting, but they seem to be just a collection of talent more than they are a quality basketball team. They got to figure that out. I don't hate what they do. They're exciting to watch with Laurie Markkinen, and they got uh, Zach Levine. A lot of other good players. They're just, they don't seem to ever come together enough to really matter. But maybe they finish seventh or eighth, too, you know? You got the Pistons. Blake Griffin makes the team that he's on better. He does. I don't think he makes them better enough to really do damage, but, you know, he helps them. So, can't be mad at that. But I don't think they do enough to get past the Wizards. I see the Wizards taking on the Heat in the first round. And man, is that a matchup. That is a tough matchup. But we got a lot of what they got, right? They got Tyler Hero. We got Davis Bertans. Who are you taking in that matchup? Would you rather have Hero or Bertans? That's a very interesting question. I think I'm going to put a Twitter poll out about that. Come vote on that. DC Declassified on Twitter. So with the fifth seed, everything's looking up. We're going to get a lot more scoring from our starting five. A little bit less bench production. And we're going to have a positive point differential. That's a win for me. That's a win because we gave ourselves a chance to contend. And whatever happens in the playoffs happens. 
right? Clear the deck. Let's go. Let's see what's up. I'll take it. At the 5C. You can make some noise from that 5C. And I hope that these playoffs aren't played in a bubble. You know? I hope these are just your traditional playoff series. Because that bubble influences way too much for my liking. It really does. I'm not going to get into superlatives in terms of, you know, who's our offensive MVP, yada, yada, yada. We'll do that another episode. But the season's starting soon. Your boy L.E. has us as the fifth seed. And we're knocking on some doors. And we're going to see what teams answer. Because we coming. We coming. And I think this Wizards team is going to fight like a Wizards team you haven't seen since early John Wall days. Except for now we have better talent. Period. And I don't mean John Wall, but I mean the people around him. The team as a whole, I think, is much better. The key to this whole season, to me, is Abdia. Is he going to be able to be impactful? He doesn't have to be elite year one. He's got to be impactful. You know what Bill's going to do. You know what Westbrook's going to do. Also, what's Rui going to do? Rui, are you going to recognize it Showtime? Because if you do, you could change the fortune of this team by yourself. Let's go. All right. So once again, fifth seed, 43-29 in the playoffs. Making some noise. I'll take it. Wizards Nation, thank you for riding with me once again. Once again, shout out to my homies, Steve, Phil, Rod, Dev from Redskins Attic Podcast. Shout out to my boys, Trey, Roger from Bambro's Podcast. Shout out to my boy, Trey, from the 56. You know what it is. DC Declassified on Twitter. Hey, yo, if you got a project and you need some support for it, DM me on Twitter. I'll shout your project out. You know, we got a lot of listeners for this podcast. We, we're going quick. Hit me up. I'll do it for free because I'm a good kind of guy. So if you got a project, I don't care what it is. You're working on a new Twitter handle. You're working on a, a musical project. You got a new podcast, a new YouTube. I don't hate on anything. Let me know something. I'll shout it out for you. Hit me on the DMs. DC Declassified. Other than that, I'll be back next week. Hey, share the episode. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Wizards Nation, we are out.